0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
1: Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Colson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic the Homeland Intervention of, Enforcement yeah. Logistics Division. God, you, got, you need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. Russell. Bradley. Did you make it to San Diego?
0: (sighs) No, I didn't.
1: See, I knew you didn't, but I also knew that if I asked you that... It might cause a problem, but I asked anyway.
0: I want to go back. You've been? Yeah, I went in 2007.
1: Yeah. Who did you go with?
0: Me and my buddy Glenn, uh, my my uh, my con buddy. Was
1: it a madhouse?
0: Yes, but I think it's gotten way worse. So we camped out in Hall H for for two of the days, so like for Friday and Saturday, a good part of both days. And we got there, like, con opens at like 9, we got there at like, I don't know, 8, maybe a little after 8, and got in line, and got to sit pretty close to the front. Um, Now, just a mere six years later, you pretty much have to camp out the night before, at least, to be able to get into Hall H to see all the good stuff. Uh And so I think if I went back, I would probably skip that and spend more time on the floor and just kind of being around stuff. Um, most of this stuff, I mean like all the panels, somebody captures all the video. Now the cruddy thing, like for agents of shield, they showed the actual pilot episode, which would have been cool to be a part of that and see it before anybody else sees it. But I don't know that I could camp out overnight outside the streets of San Diego, um, outside the convention center just to, to get that sneak peek.
1: So it's, it's, it's evolved to Black Friday type situation. It, yeah,
0: it really has. Um, wow. Yeah. And, you know, of course, all the con exclusives, so people try and gobble all that up because it really and truly, if you were smart about it and you gobbled up a lot of those con exclusives, like the merch, you could flip all that stuff and more than pay for your trip. Like, it would more than probably pay for your ticket, your airfare, and your hotel stay because that stuff is so limited that if you, if you happen to luck into you know, five or six of those, you know, 200 or 2,000, you know, print runs of either special action figures or comic, you know, variant covers or what have you, Uh, those things get flipped on eBay really quick.
1: I think I've missed my window for going, meaning it's probably too many people and too crowded and too many lines for me to have a good time. So I think, you know, a few years back maybe I would have – not let it get to me now, but you know, pretty much don't like people. Yeah. You know, especially in large crowds of them that I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, you know, it would be fun. Honestly, I mean, I think it's. I've said. I mean, I like you. No, sure.
1: And I like our podcasting brothers, and I like several people that I work with, and several family members. But generally, I have some good friends also that don't fall into those categories. But generally, I don't like people so much. <laughs>
0: It, it's funny, and we've talked about this before on, maybe not on this show, but on other shows. I firmly believe it's something that anybody that's into, you know, uh, like going to conventions, likes, you know, this hobby and this medium that we're all a part of, I think they should do it at least once. Just to experience what it is. Even if you don't, you know, camp out and go sit in Hall H, but just to walk the floor, to just see all of the, the craziness, you know, all the people, everything going on, Um, I, I, I really think it's, it's worthwhile. And I think there's a lot of panels that are a little more comic centric that are easy to get in. There's a lot of places on the floor, especially like on Sunday that, that wouldn't be so bad. But I think it would be cool to just get a group of us, especially, you know, with the whole podcast thing. I mean, Brad, you and I see each other more frequently than, uh, some of the other folks on the network see each other, you know, like Johnny M or, um, you know, Jim or Jordan or, um, you know, even Aaron Newerth or Sean Pryor, you know, they we're all so spread out that I don't see those guys very often at all. So it would be awesome if, if we could get a good a good percentage of, of all of us to make the trek out there and just kind of hang out for three or four days um, in the midst of all that. I think, it, I think it would be a good time.
1: I agree. Um, I I mean, I have to do it once before I die, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I do want to, but... I just don't want to have to put up with the, with the people. You the know, who, another group of people that I like, though, are listeners. Yes. And you know what I like getting from our listeners? Feedback. Yeah. Is there a place where they can do that?
0: They can email us. Where at? Shieldpodcast at com. See how I did that? You're the master of the transition, Brad.
1: I did rudely interrupt you, though. You were about to follow up with a thought.
0: No, what I was going to say is, it, uh, you could also, uh, call us at 516-498-7912. Um, but it's one of those things you really have to plan way in advance. Um, because hotels go on sale usually, I think, January, February. Uh, tickets for the con go on sale really early and sell out immediately. Uh, now we are lucky enough that we more than likely could get press credentials. But the hotel would be the sticking point, and that would be tough because A, it, they're very expensive, and B, they sell out really, really quick. Um So you really have to plan ahead.
1: I think my godmother lives in San Diego, or she did at one point. I haven't seen her in several years, but...
0: So what you're saying is we could all pool together a bunch of money to pay for her to go on vacation somewhere and stay in her
1: house. Maybe so. We could get her one hotel room for the week. Yeah, that, that actually is a pretty good idea. So the reason I brought up... San Diego is because most of the news that we have to talk about on episode point eight of the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast is stuff that came out of the San Diego Comic-Con.
0: Yeah, so, the, I mean, of course, the big news is the Hall H panel, as we discussed earlier, uh, which had the cast and the crew uh, all pretty much present and accounted for. Uh, Jed Whedon, Joss Whedon, um, Maria Tancheron, uh the other writer, very cute, Maria Tancheron, by the way. Um, of course, Clark, Clark Gregg, Mina Wen, Brett Dalton, Chloe Bennett, Ian DeCastaker, which I'm sure I'm probably butchering his name, but I think I've actually heard it pronounced that way, so I, I'm feeling a little better about myself. Um, Alyssa, or Elizabeth Henstridge, and, um, and of course, Jeff Loeb did the moderation on it, and it, it was kind of funny, cause I, Brad, I don't know if you've seen the video or, or listened to any audio from the actual panel.
1: No, I haven't had a chance, um, to do so, I, I'd like to, but um, you know, part of me wants to, and then part of me just doesn't want to get any kind of information. I just want to go in dry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to go in clean, unspoiled.
0: It, it, you know, it's funny because they really don't give up a whole lot of information about the show specifically. It was kind of funny because uh, they took a, a question uh, from from an audience member. It was a it was a young younger boy that. Um, his, his, he was part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So his, his wish was to come to Comic-Con. He was dressed up like Two-Face, um, and asked a question that I think, uh, at least on this show, I know I've been really big on saying, I don't think we're going to see any superheroes or other, you know, any named Marvel characters show up on the, on the show. And so that was his question. And, uh, Joss Whedon kind of spoke to that and said, you know, maybe that there might be some things that they pull from the other Marvel universe. And if there's a particular character that they want to, or a particular power set or something they want to weave into that show, and there happens to be a character that has that, they may dip into that well. And I've heard that from other sources just being interviewed around Comic Con on, on various sites. But, so it looks like we may see, you know, a little CG Hulk in the background. We may, um, you know, see some of the maybe B or C tier Marvel heroes or villains show up on the show, which I I found interesting because uh, I really thought they were going to make a point of shying away from that. And, and the fact that he embraced it a little bit and didn't immediately turn it down, while, of course, not giving specifics, I, I thought was pretty interesting.
1: Well, there's two characters that I would crawl over broken glass and give my left um, shoe for to see on the show. One would be, now that the Daredevil movie rights have reverted back to Marvel, I would love to see Matt Murdock. Not necessarily as Daredevil, but just a lawyer. uh, I think that would be great. And then if they're actually going to go superhero route, I'd love to see uh, Moon Knight. You know, it's just street level enough, and yet just... um, I I hesitate to use the word supernatural, but there's something, you know, a little more than just straight non-superhuman about him. Uh, that I think would, and he's an interesting visual, I think it would make uh, a good fit for that show.
0: Yeah, with the whole multiple personality thing, I mean, that would definitely be something I think that could play to uh, the Whedon's writing strengths, you know, just that kind of quirky, kooky uh, type of character.
1: My takeaway from the San Diego news, you know, kind of answers a question that we've been wondering since the announcement that Clark Gregg was actually going to be part of the show again. And the the news that I'm referring to is, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but there's some, they showed the pilot at this convention, and some of the reports of the pilot we've heard say that there are some conversations about Coulson between the other agents and how they're not supposed to let him know anything. He can never know you know, they weren't real specific, but it's almost like Colson himself doesn't know that he died and came back. And so I'm really interested to see what the take is on that. I have a feeling that we'll get that much information in the pilot and that's it. You know, maybe we won't know for a whole season.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the the word is that that's something that's going to evolve um, over at least the first season. And that way it's not just going to be thrown out there as to what it is. And I, I think there's a lot of Directions they can go. I mean, he could have been in a coma. He could have, you know, whatever. It could have been some technology, you know, some something Stark related. Maybe that's that's that brought him back. I mean, who knows? He, he could still be a LM a life model decoy. I mean, for all we know, it it. it but yeah, I, that's true. I, I think that's interesting. I mean, I think that that'll be, you know, as long as they don't make that a huge deal. I think if they just, um, you know, kind of pepper it out a little bit, um, and and don't bring it to the forefront too much. Because I think if they make a huge deal out of it. Episode to episode, I think people are just going to be like, get on with it already, you know, just, just tell us what it is. I think if they downplay it and just kind of bring it up every now and then, and right. then make that either a big, you know, cliffhanger or season ending reveal or something like that, I think that could, that could play really well.
1: They could have a lot of fun with it too, you know, one character would say something, an offhand comment that made it sound like, there was something different about Colson or the last time I saw Colson he was, you know, unconscious or, or dead or whatever, or not maybe specifically the word dead, but just some kind of deal, some kind of sentence that sounds strange out of context. And Colson hears it and he goes, I'm sorry, what'd you say? You know, yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm nothing. I'm just talking about somebody else. Or like they, they keep slipping or forgetting not to say anything. I think there could be some fun with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I think the big surprise was that they, they actually played uh the entire episode. Although to me that wasn't a, a big surprise. I mean we talked about this on the last show we did that I was pretty sure that they were gonna show the pilot. I I'm just curious if that's the final version. I guess we're less than two months away, so it's probably it's probably pretty close to, to being final if not if not completely final. And, uh, they finished filming episode two. So like right when that, when they all showed up, they mentioned, you know, Clark Gregg mentioned, you know, if you thought that was good, wait till you see episode two. And of course, you know, obviously a lot of that's hype, but, uh, but he was awesome. I mean, the panel, the panel video for, for those of you interested is it's split up. At least the version I saw on YouTube was split up into two pieces. Cause it's, it's like a, uh, 15 minute or so, uh, front. And then of course, when they cut to showing, the, uh, the pilot, they have everybody turn their cameras off and they come back and it's like six or seven minutes. So it's not really that long of actual panel audio. They don't really give very much up. Um, but Clark Gregg really. Um, was extremely gracious. I mean, he, he, you know, thanked the fans for making, for basically making it happen. He, you know, it was all the hashtag Colson lives and, you know, stuff on Twitter, on Facebook, on, you know, blog sites and everything else that really pushed Marvel to want to bring that character back. So he's, he was, he was extremely gracious and he's, he's a self-proclaimed Marvel fan. Um, when a bunch of the guys and I were at the New York Comic Con in 2011 before Avengers came out, uh you know he was spouting off some of his you know i, I don't think he's one of those guys that's just kind of like says he he's into comics or was and and just kind of talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk um and he was pretty specific about a few things he's a real big fan of of the uh Jim Starlin uh you know cosmic stuff so uh you know, he, he's, he's definitely into it and, and, the, you know, the crowd definitely, or the, the cast definitely seemed like they were really excited to be there. It wasn't, you know, you didn't see any rolling of eyes or any just like sitting there waiting for it to be over. They were taking pictures of the crowd and they were, you know, whooping them up to cheer and, and, you know, waving and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was really, I, I, I like to see that because sometimes you do see some of these panels or folks at signings and, and you could tell they're just there to either collect the paycheck or, you know, putting on a false front or whatever. And and Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I didn't detect any of that there at all.
1: I've said it before. The way Clark Gregg has embraced this character really makes it, it just adds something to the, the allure of the whole Marvel movie universe. You know, it's like, I mean, you see Robert Downey Jr. going out and greeting kids, you know, Sometimes in Iron Man uh, paraphernalia, sometimes not, um, and that's cool. But to really be participating, you know, on the social media as as much as Clark Gregg has been with this whole Coulson thing, just really, it just adds some weight to it. It adds some, it puts some meat to this thing. You know, he doesn't
0: come across as a poser.
1: No, no, he 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 seems genuine, and it makes me believe that this is going to be good if he's so into it how can it not be you know that type of thing
0: yeah and even you know i've seen retweets i I follow the shield you know like the official shield tv show on uh on twitter i follow clark craig clark on twitter but it, there's a ton of times where she'll either uh Mingna Wen will either you know hashtag you know shield tv or um you know tweet or the or the shield tv guys will retweet stuff and it's always like you know her talking about you know meeting up with the cast or going out you know you know with the cast um you know after filming or during filming or you know at parties or this and that and you know she's retweeting pictures and she's you know getting people you know whipped up about it too and and again you based on her reaction at the con i mean it could be a pr person that's doing all that you know who who knows but after seeing her at the con i, I really think she's another one that's that's really into uh in, into the part
1: well I certainly can't wait and uh we did learn the exact date of the premiere, didn't we?
0: Yeah, September Tuesday, September twenty fourth, eight Eastern, seven central uh will be SHIELD agents of SHIELD. So
1: Okay, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording. Uh when this episode point eight airs, it'll be early August, and we figured that we could do one more episode point .9 uh b- uh before the premiere of the show in late September so all my worrying about our numbering system uh probably is not going to be an issue anymore so we'll be able to go point .9 and then right into episode 1 with the uh, talk on the pilot so that'll be that'll be nice my ADD will appreciate that i'm At- sorry not not my ADD my OCD my ADD is going to take a back a background, the a backseat. Golly, I see, I can't even complete a sentence without thinking about squirrels. Yeah, I think you know what I'm trying to say. I
0: agree. Yeah, I think I think as we get into the you know two weeks, one week before the show, um, there's probably going to be you know press that will have seen it because literally the the press didn't even get a screening before the Comic-Con audience got it so the press will get a screening so there'll be a bunch of reviews and stuff up there'll probably be a lot more TV spots trailers etc for the show uh that that are going to come up so I I think there'll be enough news uh to talk about by then they'll have obviously they'll have quite a few more episodes filmed uh so we'll be able to you know probably have more news about either guest stars or news and rumors and stuff like that so
1: did you read any of the reviews of the pilot that people gave one day after they saw it?
0: No, I I'm kind of purposely staying away from some of that stuff. Um, you know, obviously our show is to report on the show or on on the TV show, but you know, too, I want to go into it and feel like it's fresh and it's new. So it, even the press stuff when it comes out, I'm usually really good about figuring out which sites, um, and and based on the review when it's non spoilery, so. If I do read any reviews before it, it comes out by, you know, any, any of the official sites, it, I'll be looking for non-spoiler, just like, did it, you know, what's the tone, you know, how's the, you know, the writing, that kind of thing, and just be very high level.
1: I have, uh, ignored them also, avoided them is a better word, not ignored, avoided reading those, and, um, see, I, I learned my lesson at the end of season two of The Walking Dead. Um, uh, I found reviews, spoiler reviews, pretty detailed reviews for the last two episodes of season two of The Walking Dead. And I read them before I they ever aired. And while it was cool to get that information, you know, I wish I didn't have it when I was watching those episodes. So yeah. I learned my lesson the hard way, and, and I'm not going to spoil this for myself at all.
0: I agree. Um, couple other bits that we got. I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb page, and I think this has come out other places as well, obviously, for them to put it up. But it looks like Ron Glass, uh, so Joss Whedon alum from Firefly and Serenity, Ron Glass, uh, formerly Barney Miller's Ron Glass, uh, will be showing up as, as a doctor in episode one. So that's kind of cool. Another, another alum is, is, is showing up.
1: I like him. He's a good actor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed him in uh, Serenity and, and Firefly. It was a, his, his Shepherd book character was was uh, was pretty cool.
1: Unrelated, um, a, a Joss Whedon alum, Summer Glau. So oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, she's going to be joining season two of Arrow on the CW.
0: Which, you know, the joke with that is like she's the kiss of death for a TV show.
1: Oh, that's too bad because so, Arrow is really, really good.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I totally agree. And I hope that that's not the case. Um, it even shows that were pretty good. Like, I, I like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, but unfortunately that didn't last past two seasons. And, uh, you know, obviously Firefly didn't last very long. She showed up on Alphas. That didn't last very long. When she showed up on the 4400, it was pretty much on its downward spiral. So, uh, poor girl, uh, can't catch a break. Well,
1: maybe, maybe she can break the curse. I don't even think it's fair to say it's a curse. I just think she's just kind of had bad timing, y- and you can't yeah. blame the demise of Firefly for her. because No, no, no. I mean, she was one of the best things on that show. But, oh, absolutely. Um, that reminded me of something else. Oh, it's not related at all. But I was watching, <laughs> I was watching a Comedy Central show called N T S F S D S <laughs> U V. And, uh, she was a, um, she was a guest star on, on uh, a comic con episode actually of that show yeah. NTSF SDSUV stands for national terrorism, strike for San Diego sport utility vehicle. Uh, it's a 10 minutes. Nice. Yeah. It's a 10 minute show on comedy central. It's pretty funny. It's like a spoof of NCIS type or, or CSI, you know, one of those deals. Yeah. So anyway, it's funny. Summer glow talk. That's all. Um, what else, what else? she related.
0: Uh, Kobe Smulders, who, uh, you know, when we talked last time was, was confirmed that she would show up. So she's definitely a cameo in the pilot. Uh, I don't, I don't know necessarily what that means. You know, if she just has one scene or multiple scenes, um, but she definitely will be in the pilot. The word is that she'll be sprinkled in, um, guest appearing throughout the first season. And she's come out and said that she's not committing to do anything with season two although her filming with how i met your mother will be done um uh, i imagine they'll be juicing up on avengers 2 at that time so uh i'm not sure what her schedule is going to be like as far as filming you know that show goes or if she'll show up or how that's how that's going to work um and it could be she's just being quiet i mean they made a she made a big deal um in her comments that she knew when she said, well, we'll see, you know, what happens with the whole shield thing. Maybe, you know, if it works out, she knew right then and there that she'd already been cast and she was going to show, but she was kind of like, you know, NDA to secrecy. And, uh, you know, even Marissa Tantarone, it was funny One, the, the writer, one of the head writers on the show said on the Comic Con panel that, um, I, she was so glad to finally be at Comic Con to not only show the, pl- the, the pilot, but to talk about it a little bit because she says well I work for Marvel and they'll pretty much kill you if you leak stuff out so they're very very secretive um and and so you know who knows what the what the real deal is with with Kobe Smalders uh, you know how what her involvement's going to be beyond season 1 but I think that's exciting I think I think uh, you know bringing her in is a is a good is a good move I mean she you know obviously has television experience so that that's a that's a plus and I think you know one of the things that disappointed some of us for the Avengers is her role was kind of neutered. Um, so hopefully she'll she'll maybe kind of take the maybe the Sam Jackson role on the, the the Agents of Shield show. So
1: when you say neutered, do you mean she wasn't in it enough, or the Maria Hill that you're used to from the comics really didn't translate to the movie?
0: Uh, more the latter than the former. I I, I think. I think she was in it enough, but I think they just, they didn't make her the, the, she tried to pull off the tough thing. And I think some of it was, you know, based on the way the movie was cut, because we know that there were some scenes cut, uh, that had her taking more of a, a you know, anti Nick Fury, you know, side of things in there. But yeah, I just, I, the Murray Hill in the comics is just very, I, I wouldn't even call her like a female Nick Fury because it's not even that. She's just very no nonsense, very tough as nails, um, down to business and not afraid to kind of speak her mind and assert herself. And that's not really the Maria Hill we saw. It was, she, you know, she could have just been, you know, a shield executive number one kind of thing. Like, I, like, there was nothing in her performance that, sh- that shouted out to me, oh, wow, that's Maria Hill.
1: Well, you know, sometimes actors can't let go of other roles, you know, and, you know, when you've been Robin sparkles, it's going to be kind of hard to be, uh, you know, a, a badass, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else?
0: Um You know, I, I guess somewhat related, but Marvel movie related at this point, we got an official title for the second Avengers movie, so it's going to be Avengers Age of Ultron, which... Thankfully, we'll have nothing to do with the recent uh, comic book uh, crossover miniseries, uh, uh, Age of Ultron. This this will be something unique and more fitting of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, So that was that was interesting. And Joss, one of the things he said was like when things gear up on the Avengers two on on Age of Ultron, that his focus is pretty much gonna just shift almost entirely to the movie. That, you know, you know, for the past, I guess, couple months, you know, he's been able to shoot the pilot. He's been able to, you know, participate, I think, a lot more actively in the formation of the show. But once the Avengers sequel kicks up and gets into gear, which will probably be very shortly, that he's going to be all business on that and, you know, probably leave the day-to-day stuff, uh, in the running of the show to Marissa Tantrone and his brother Jed. So.
1: Well, that's probably, uh, it's probably okay. Yeah. You know, and Jeff Loeb will be still attached to it. I'm assuming. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Who runs? Uh, who's uh, you know, does deals with Marvel TV stuff now. So.
0: Yeah, he is. He is the head
1: of Marvel. Yeah. Studio Marvel I mean, TV and Studios. and he's no stranger to the comics. You know, because that's right. That's what he did before he became the head of Marvel TV. So.
0: Yeah, before that he was a screenwriter. So. Yeah. Those of you okay. that love Commando and Teen Wolf. That's all, uh, he- Jeff Loeb.
1: Seriously? Yes. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I had no idea. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, he
0: wrote Teen Wolf and, uh, and Commando.
1: That's funny. Well, uh, I guess that'll be it for this episode. Um, unless you can think of anything else right off the top of your head.
0: No, um, I, think, I think we covered everything.
1: We have some friends at ShieldTV.net. It's a great fan website. Online community for this new show, Agents of Shield. There's a there's a forum. They've got a wiki. They host our podcasts on there. You can also find our episodes at uh, iTunes and hhwload dot uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Shield Podcast. Russell is on Twitter. R Latham. R L A T H A M. Is that right? That's right. I don't know that I've ever spelled your name out loud to myself. There's a first for everything. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Brad Milo. That's B-R-A-D-M-I-L-Y-O. What is the Twitter feed for our network where they can get releases for uh, all of our episodes?
0: It's at
1: H-H-W-L-O-D
0: underscore network.
1: Until next time, that's it for S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. Uh, Until next time, don't touch Lola. Absolutely not. Just call us sheep.